Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I meant to say this earlier at the earlier service and, and forgot, so I want to say it now. Um, kind of a personal note. Uh, a few weeks ago when I preached, I talked about my brother-in-law, Jim Telchik, and his struggle with uh, being in the hospital about a year with COVID issues. He was in ICU for almost a year. This last week, Jim graduated from his body and entered his heavenly home in glory. And so we give thanks to the Lord, our God, for Jim and for his faith that makes that possible and ask a blessing on my sister Lisa and her family as they grieve. So thank God for, for Jim Telchik. Um, and thank you for that. Um, do not be anxious about your lives. That's what Jesus says. I mean, it's kind of easy for him to say, right? <laughs> He's God and all. Uh, and, um, and we're not. And we have some real issues to deal with down here. Don't we? We do. I mean, our politics are a mess. Um, there's inflation now. There's COVID-19. Never seems to end. Um, it's a stock market. Who knows what that's going to do? Um, Gasoline is $3 a gallon or more. Uh, our supply chain is disrupted. I don't really know what that means totally, but it sounds scary. Uh, no wonder we're anxious. No wonder we're anxious. You know, uh, anxiety is debilitating, isn't it? Anxiety is debilitating. Um, anxiety is real fear over something that hasn't necessarily happened yet, right? Hadn't really happened yet. Uh, anxiety usually happens for believers when we take our eyes and our focus off of Jesus and really just look at the world as it is around us every day through our own eyes and not through the eyes of Jesus. Uh, we lose sight of the one who holds our future and we start thinking and focusing on all the dangers, toils, and snares that are out there in the world every day. That's how anxiety comes. And as we focus on all the bad things that could go wrong, our thinking and our feelings respond to that, even though it may not be happening. And so that's what you call anxiety. Uh, my mom, God rest her soul, was an anxious person. Mama was anxious. Her name was Marion. Marion was, was anxious, and she was kind of like this, kind of an anxious worrier. And um, whenever we would go to see her down at Corpus where she lived in that area down there, um, I tried not to tell her too soon in advance that we were coming because she would worry the whole time. Um, she'd worry about the weather. She'd worry whether or not it was going to be safe to travel. She'd worry about the car. She'd worry about the traffic. 
because we had to go through San Antonio. She didn't like that. She didn't want to drive in San Antonio. Um, she worried about whether her house was clean enough. And then she worried about the food, whether it was like the right food and whether she had enough of it. Uh, mom was anxious and anxiety is debilitating. It robs us of our joy of life, robs us of our peace. And it keeps us from experiencing the abundant life that Jesus wants us to have here in this life today. Not just in glory, he wants us to have peace today. So it's in this context, Jesus says, do not be anxious about your lives. Thankfully, he doesn't just leave it there. He gives us the way to do that, to not be anxious. He says, don't be anxious. Instead, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's how you avoid anxiety. And I have some ideas for us today about how, you, how we can go about in our everyday life um, seeking the kingdom of God. First of all, you can seek the kingdom of God by looking back. Look back. So much of our faith is about looking back, isn't it? I mean, we tell the same old stories again and again for thousands of years. Thousands of years we tell these stories. Stories of Noah and the ark. Stories of Moses and the Red Sea. Daniel and the lion's den. David and Goliath. The prodigal son. The good Samaritan. Feeding the 5,000. The cross, the open tomb. Um, we look back on these stories because they remind us of who our God is. And we find faith in that. We find faith that as he was, he is now. And he is with us just like he was with them when those stories were happening. He's with us today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, when Moses was with Israel in the wilderness and God would speak, we heard that this morning in the Deuteronomy passage. When God would speak to the children of Israel, God always started out reminding them who he is. Did you hear that this morning? I am the Lord your God, he said before he spoke. Uh, I'm the Lord your God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. That's who I am. Remember me? I'm the God of those guys, and I'm the God of your guys today. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, and I brought you out of the house of slavery or the house of bondage. That's who I am, and I'm with you today. Look back and remember, find faith and find peace and find reassurance for today by looking back. How would God address you today if he was going to speak to you like he was speaking to the children of Israel there? If you're anxious, look back and remember, God might say to you, I'm the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. Remember me? I am the one who brought you through that surgery that time. I'm the one who is with you in your struggles in life. I'm the one that was with you when you were broken and grieving. I walked with you in that. Remember me, I'm the Lord your God. I provided for you when you were without work 
and you didn't think you were going to have enough money to pay your bills. That's who I am. And as I was, I am with you today. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. Look back and see the Lord your God. And do not be anxious about your life. And as you look back, look up. Look up and pray. I heard someone say one time that worry is a poor substitute for prayer. Makes sense, doesn't it? Worry is a poor substitute for prayer. Prayer accomplishes something. Worry, not so much. Not so much. Um, I like this one. I heard another person say one time, don't tell me that worry doesn't work because almost nothing I ever worried about comes to me. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, the Apostle Paul, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to give us these words, wrote this about anxiety in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. The Apostle Paul said, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything... Through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow, what a great promise that is, right? He says, don't be anxious, pray, have no anxiety. I love this verse. The reason I know that verse by memory it's because I prayed that verse many times, many times. That's one of my verses about anxiety. I know it because I need it. This is a promise to God, to you and me, about this happy exchange, it's called. A happy exchange that happens when we give our worries to God, he gives us his peace. And his peace that passes all understanding. Um, it's a promise of God. Give me your worries, I'll give you peace. It's a promise. You can trust it. You can pray that promise. I pray that promise sometimes. Uh, and I re it's like I'm reminding God who God is, as though God doesn't know, right? But, uh, but I'll say sometimes when I pray, God, you tell me in your word that if I give you my worry, you'll give me your peace. So I lift this burden up to you, God. According to your promise, give me your peace and guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, that last part's important because we need our hearts and our minds guarded because sometimes the worries have a way of coming back, don't they? And so when you give them to God and you take them back, then pray it again and give it back to God. It's kind of like spiritual tennis, right? It's like you keep giving the worries back to God. And when they come back, you keep giving them back to God. And you claim that promise of the happy exchange again and again. God is faithful. He keeps his promises always. When you're worried and anxious, look back, but also look up and pray. And do not be anxious about your lives. Finally, when you're anxious, 
look around and give thanks. Sometimes when we're, in the, when we're in the middle of an anxiety storm, we get so focused on the storm, we, forget, we lose sight and forget about the blessings of our lives that surround us every day. They're all around us. Uh, Thanksgiving Day is this Thursday. Uh, there's so much more to it than just uh, football and turkey and dressing, right? I love that Thanksgiving Day comes on Thursday. It's better than coming on Sunday because, you know, we're supposed to be giving thanks on Sunday every week anyway, right? Thursday's like in the middle of the week. It's like, time out, people. Time out. Sit down with your family and be thankful, right? I mean, it's such a blessing. It comes that way. Um, be thankful. Be thankful for the many and various ways that God the Father provides for you, watches over you, feeds you heals you, comforts you. Be thankful in those things. I love what Jesus says in this passage in Matthew. He said, God the Father, he clothes the lilies of the field. God the Father feeds the birds of the air. How much more value are you to him than they? Wow. God has proven this to us, hasn't he? Our value to him. He really loves us a lot. I'm not sure what he sees in us. But he loves us. He, amen. He loves us. He's proven it to us by sending his son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross to pay the debt for our sin. In the midst of the anxieties of the world today, there's much, much to be thankful for. Look around and give thanks. Giving, the, giving thanks refocuses our hearts and our minds to the God from whom all blessings flow. Thanksgiving and every day, look around and give thanks and do not be anxious about your lives. Isn't it amazing how much he loves us? I mean, it is so amazing how much the Father loves us. So great is the love the Father has for us that he would call us his children. Uh, that's in 1 John. Um, we tend to focus on the big things of God, the big blessings of God. Sometimes he died for our sins, right? Thank you, Lord, for that. That's the biggest thing. He's prepared a mansion for you, a home for you in heaven. Thank God for that. So thank God for the big things of faith, but also for the small things, right? Thank God for the small things too. I love it that God loves us so much that he cares about us being anxious. He says, don't be anxious. I've got this for you. I've got your future. Look to me and don't be anxious. Um, he doesn't want you worried about life and about future, about where your hope is going to come from. He wants you to experience his love, his joy, and his peace today. He wants you to experience it right now. So if you're burdened today by anxiety, uh, give this a try, would you? Seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And you can do that 
by looking back and remembering all the ways that he's been with you in the past. Look back, look up, and pray that promise of the happy exchange. Give him your burdens and ask him for his peace. And then look around and be thankful. There are many things in this life to be thankful for. The Lord is with you. He loves you. He will never leave you. He will never, ever forsake you. These are promises that he has made to you. So do not be anxious about your lives. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.